0: You are now listening to the Protestant Libertarian Podcast. All right, well, welcome to the Protestant Libertarian Podcast. This is the very first episode, and I appreciate that you are tuning in to listen. Uh, my name is Alex Bernardo, and I am the host of the Protestant Libertarian Podcast, and in this very first episode, I kind of just want to take some time to talk about who I am, what my background is, and why I'm, I'm interested in these issues. I'm going to go ahead and assume that if you are listening to a show called the Protestant Libertarian Podcast, that you are either a Protestant or a Libertarian, or that you are interested in either of those two ideas or philosophies, and so we're going to kind of talk about. About why I'm interested in them and then about what we're going to do on this podcast and why I decided to start something like this when there are already a million podcasts out there, both for Protestant biblical studies and theology and for libertarian Philosophy. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, like I said before, my name is Alex Bernardo, and I have a bachelor's degree in biblical studies from the now non-existent Cincinnati Christian University in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, they did notify me that I got to keep my degree from them, even though they went under. Uh, and there were some <laughs> some reasons, some suspicious reasons as to why they no longer exist anymore. But I am thankful that I still have my degree. I worked in ministry for a really long time, about nine years I was a student ministries director at a couple of different churches in northern Kentucky, where I am from, Uh, and so I have ministry experience. Um, And now I am a seventh grade public school teacher, Uh, and so I teach medieval history at the local middle school in my hometown, which I know for those of you guys that are tuning in for the libertarian portion of this podcast, the public school teacher persona might not be great. We will talk about that in future episodes, It uh, it is complicated being a libertarian. In the public sector, especially these days, um, and so I, I you know, I, I'm very interested in the Bible, and I'm very interested in biblical studies. And you know, my background—I worked at a Lutheran church for a while, and I also worked at a Methodist church. Uh, and so I kind of come from that kind of traditional mainline Protestant background. So I'm very interested in interpreting the Bible from a Protestant perspective. And uh, and next week, like, we're really going to dive into what that that term means. As far as my libertarian beliefs go, I, you know, I'm. From Kentucky, so I started out like uh, like a lot of people probably listening to the show as someone who would have considered themselves a conservative, like at least in high school, I identified myself with the Republican Party, voted for John McCain in two thousand and eight, and Sarah Palin, I guess, for vice president. Along with that, Um, but I always was kind of uncomfortable with just the idea that certain people in society had lots and lots of power, and other people did not. And so, as I became older and kind of thought through the Bible more and thought through my political perspectives more, I came to realize. That I didn't really fit into either the conservative or the uh, the liberal. Box. I, I I just like my beliefs just didn't fit into either of those two perspectives and it wasn't really until 2016 when I saw Gary Johnson of all people talking on CNN about libertarianism during his 2016 presidential run that I realized that that is who I was and since then I've been thinking and reading and, and learning a lot and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of these big libertarian ideas over the next couple of weeks I do want to emphasize though, before we begin, that I'm not a specialist in either biblical studies or in political philosophy uh, or anything like that. I Again, I do have a degree in biblical studies, and I, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on how the Bible works and how to interpret it, uh, and I read it every single day. So I, I do have that background there, but I don't have my master's degree. I don't have a doctorate. There are probably a lot of people that are much more qualified than I am to talk about these issues and to have this shows. And the same thing with political philosophy in terms of politics and American history. I'm basically entirely self-taught. Um, I, I took a lot of history classes, obviously, when I was in college, because a degree in biblical studies, for those of you that don't know, is really a degree in, in first century history, the history of Second Temple Judaism, the Greco-Roman world. Uh, and you, you do a lot of medieval history to think about theology. Um, and so I did take a lot of history classes in college, and that's what I'm really passionate about. But I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy who is extremely curious about the way that the world works and who is extremely curious about kind of the intersection, uh, as I said, my introduction. Last week, uh, that intersection between biblical studies, uh, Protestant theology, and then libertarian philosophy. So I'm not I'm not a specialist, but this podcast is a way for me to discuss my interest. Um, There's not a lot of people that I know that are committed Protestants that like are really ideologically uh, committed to Protestantism, and I don't know a lot of people that would identify themselves as a libertarian. Although I hope over the next couple of weeks, as we work through some of these issues, I really do feel like there are a lot of people out there that are libertarians without even knowing it like their values their beliefs their philosophies are all libertarian but they've just never been told like I was never told that that is a that's a viable option um as far as my reading habits go, like I'm, I'm, I'm a guy, my number one hobby is that I like to read. And I, and I read a lot of different books from a lot of different subjects. I mean, for years and years and years, basically all that I read were books on biblical studies. And we're going to get into a lot of the authors that I read on the show. We're going to talk about a lot of the, the issues that have come out of that study. But that is the world in which I feel the most comfortable uh, and that I know really well. I also read widely in history as well. I've been uh, teaching seventh grade social studies in Kentucky for the last three years. Um, and in seventh grade, in the state of Kentucky, we teach the global Middle Ages. And so over the last three years, I've read so many books on the Middle Ages, and I've become very interested in that time period and the way in which the world moved from the Middle Ages into the modern era. And so I've been exploring quite a bit of that over the last few years. And it's really helped me, too, as I've thought through like some of my theological commitments and how people have changed their interpretation of the Bible over time. My study of the Middle Ages in particular has really helped me to understand how all all of those ideas kind of hold together and develop over time. I'm also I'm also very interested in political thought and philosophy. And so I read like Murray Rothbard and I read Friedrich Hayek and uh, I read uh, Ludwig von Mises and some of those other critical libertarian type thinkers. And then along with that, I read a little bit of philosophy as well. And so philosophy is an area that I've been interested in for a very long time. I definitely am a, a learner, like I am a beginner in philosophy, but I'm very interested in postmodernism in particular and the way that I, I just find a lot of practical value in those, post-modern, in those postmodernist ideas and a lot of people think that postmodernism is a threat to both kind of liberty and to Christianity and I don't think that's the case at all and uh, in a couple of episodes I hope to really break down why uh, I find myself a um, why why I, why I label myself as a postmodernist and, I, I, and why I'm interested in reading people like Foucault and Leotard and things like that so I, I read really widely I'm interested in new books, I also kind of have an interest in, uh, in modern American history and modern European history as well. I Get a couple books on that, and then economics too. Like I said, and there's a lot of overlap in my reading between political philosophy and economics. Love Thomas Sowell and other people that are along those lines, and so that is that's what I'm interested in. That's who I read, and really, I mean, I don't know if they're, I don't know if anyone's really going to read this podcast. I'm not telling my friends and family about it, at least not initially, because I don't want them to think that I'm a crazy person or whatever for having a podcast, but I read these books and I'm interested in these books and this is going to be a place for me to talk about the ideas that I've come to by reading and thinking and studying. And unfortunately, I mean, I think a lot of the people that are going to listen, as I've said before, to a podcast called The Protestant Libertarian Podcast are are probably going to have ideas that are not shared by many people in their lives. And I just want a place to to be able to express those ideas. Um, And again, like this show is, is just going to be about exploring big ideas that are related to Protestantism and libertarianism, and trying to figure out how all of these things relate to one another. One of the issues that I've really been thinking about lately, um, and, and I'm sure that I'm sure that if you're coming to this episode as either a Protestant or a libertarian, I'm wondering why most people that self-identify as a libertarian are not are either not particularly religious or they are Catholic. Like all of the libertarians that I know, Tom Woods. Uh, if you listen to the Tom Woods show, one of my my favorite libertarian thinkers, he's a Catholic, and I you know I've gone to uh, there's a so I'm. I'm, a, you know, I, I'm in, a, I live in Kenton County, Kentucky, and we have uh, we have a libertarian party for our county in, uh, in in Kenton County, Kentucky, as I said before, and they meet once a month. And I, I go to these meetings now. I've been going for a couple of months now. And it's great. It's like a book club. I get to hang out with a bunch of people that share my ideas. And literally everyone there is either not religious at all or they're Catholic. And so there there are no other Protestants that are libertarians. And so I'm really interested in trying to figure out, like, why is it that libertarians are either not religious or uh, Catholic? And I, I do have I do I do have some thoughts about that that I hope to explore in future episodes. And I think the evangelical movement has a lot to do with that. Like most evangelicals are conservative and most mainline Protestants are liberal. And so uh, and so there's not much of a space in these conversations uh, in our society for someone who is both a committed Protestant and, and a libertarian. And so we're going to try to figure out why that is on this show. So what is it that I'm trying to accomplish with this other than just giving myself a platform to talk about issues and ideas that I think are extremely important for our world today. The first thing is that I want to make a positive argument for Protestant libertarianism. I really do believe that libertarian ideas flow naturally from a reading of Scripture, that the, the entire philosophy of libertarianism, that people should not have power over other people, that we should not coerce or force other people into making decisions that they're not willing to do. I think that those ideas flow naturally from a reading of scripture. And the problem that I have with both um, getting you know, kind of the liberal or the, the, the liberal movement that's associated with the Democratic Party and the conservative movement that is associated with the Republican Party is that both of those movements believe in using the state to achieve their political ends. In other words, they want to use power to force people to embrace ideas that they do not accept on their own merit. And so as I was reading the Bible, and you know, again, like, I said at the beginning, and we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, you know, as I was growing up, reading the Bible, and just kind of thinking about how I understood society and about how I understood government and politics and all of those kinds of things, I was just naturally—I I, just—I just kind of naturally developed this idea that I can't force anyone to embrace my positions. I have to—I have to live them out, and I have to try to convince other people by using ideas. But we cannot force other people to embrace our faith, and I think that libertarianism is. Just just an application of that principle to society and to politics, I also really believe and i 'm going to say this selfishly, and those of you guys that are, are listening to this from uh, from from the libertarian perspective that might not be religious or that might not come from a Protestant background, that is totally cool like I, I hope that you can hear me, I hope you can hear why I think that these two ideas make sense together, but I really do that I really do think that libertarian philosophy puts the church in the best position to share the gospel in the marketplace of ideas the great thing about libertarianism is that we believe in free speech. Like We believe that people should be able to share their ideas and that we should be able to debate the merits of those ideas based on the evidence in the marketplace of ideas. Like I really do think that we should be trying to build a society where people feel comfortable sharing their values, even if they're sharing their values with people that do not agree with them, and that if we allow that to happen as a church, that gives us the space to share the gospel in a world that might otherwise be hostile to it. And so like as Christians, if we're not trying to force people, if we're not trying to coerce people into following our way of life or into embracing our ideas, if instead we're just trying to share them and we're respectfully listening to the ideas of others, I think that that gives us a massive opportunity to share the gospel with people that that wouldn't otherwise listen. And again, this is not going to be the kind of show where if you're here for the libertarian side of it and you're not really a Christian, I'm not going to try to force you to be a Christian, I just want to throw those ideas out there so that you know that there are people that think about them, and, and just to give you an, an opportunity to kind of see things from a Protestant libertarian perspective. I also think that really the third goal that I want to I want to accomplish here is that I really think that this is going to force us to think deeply about our theological commitments as a church, and again, how we present the gospel and act in the world. I think that Christianity in America in particular would be done a massive favor if we didn't not have the perception that we were trying to use state power to force other people that are not Christians to live by our Christian values. I think that sounds like a great world. Like If you don't want to come to church and if you don't want to accept the gospel, then you should not be forced to live by the values that arise from that kind of commitment. And so I think that it not only, not only does it, it turn the temperature down on a lot of these uh, very hot conversations that we're having in our society right now, it gives us a space to share our ideas without, without making people feel uncomfortable and without making people feel like we're forcing them to accept something that they don't want to accept in the exact same way that very many conservative Christians in the United States don't want other people to force their beliefs on them. We need to be leading the conversation and not and not forcing our values and forcing our worldviews on other people. People again. We're going to explore a lot of issues that are relevant to Protestantism from a libertarian perspective, and we're going to explore a lot of issues that are relevant to libertarianism from a Protestant perspective. I really do feel like this is a voice that is missing in the libertarian movement. I don't feel like there are enough Protestants that are engaged, and vice versa. I feel like this kind of libertarian outlook on the world is a voice that's desperately missing in the Protestant community. And we're going to talk about my church and where I come from, and future episodes, and. I- I I feel I really do feel like there are a lot of people in my church that that honestly would that would that would seriously if they understood the issue if they understood the issues correctly and fully, they would embrace libertarian philosophy. I think that there's a giant market for that there, but they've just never been told that that's an option, and they've never been presented with that worldview from a scriptural perspective. And of course, the biggest reason why I'm doing this is that I want a place, like I said before, to discuss what I find is interesting. There might never be another person besides my wife that listens to this podcast. There might never be. It might be me speaking into a microphone once a week into the void of the internet and no will ever listen or ever hear what I say, but it will at least give me an outlet to Condense and you know, kind of express and think about all of the ideas that have been generated through my reading. And so I'm excited just to have this opportunity. Now, if you do find yourself listening, and you are not my wife, I am really glad you're here. I'm hoping that this podcast will start some conversations and will be a place that people can come to learn about new ideas. Uh, this is a completely, it goes without saying, obviously, any podcast that has the, the adjective libertarian in it, um, ought, it, it ought to go without saying that it's a free speech podcast podcast, but this is definitely a podcast where I'm going to share my opinions. Some of them will be controversial, and you are free to email me and, uh, and and challenge me and critique me if you don't like my point of view or if you think that I have the wrong point of view. This is more about coming to a better understanding of the truth, a better understanding of reality through conversation, and I think that we can do all of that on this podcast. Hey, I really appreciate you guys, uh, all of you guys that listened to the very end of this. Like I said, I'm a seventh grade social studies teacher, and I'm recording this after a long day of teaching. My voice doesn't always sound this thrash, but uh, as I get towards the end of the week, every week, sometimes by Friday, I can barely talk. It's just my style at work. You have to talk over a bunch of 12 and 13-year-olds all day. It's really going to do a, uh, some damage to your voice. So Sometimes when I record on the weekends, I might sound pretty good, and sometimes when I record during the week, I might not sound very good at all, and I apologize for that. But thank you so much for listening to the end of the very first episode of the Protestant Libertarian podcast. Next week's episode, we're really excited about this. Um, I'm going to be defining what I mean by the word Protestant and what I mean by the word libertarian. I think both of these terms are thrown around all the time without actually being defined. And I'm going to tell you what I mean when I use both of those words. Now, you might disagree with me. You might have a different uh, definition of Protestant or a different definition of libertarianism, and I'm going to kind of explain how there are some nuances to those terms. But next week, before we really get into some of the the meat of the content that we're gonna be talking about on this show, we're gonna define Protestantism, define libertarianism, and then kind of talk about uh, what we're gonna be doing once we have those definitions set in place in the weeks to come. Uh, as of right now, I'm available on basically every single podcast app that is available. So whatever, uh, whatever podcast app you're used to listening to, please uh, subscribe to this podcast. It really does help me get noticed by people on these podcast episodes. And if you would like to leave um, a review of some kind, give me a review that you feel fits the show. If you think that I, uh, I, I suck and I'm not good at this, I would like the feedback. That's good criticism. It would help me to learn to do a better job in the future. Future. If you really like it, please give me some stars, uh, and maybe we can get this out there and have a couple of people listen to it. Probably never going to be a, uh, a world-defining podcast, but uh, but who knows? I'm really excited about the journey. Uh, please tune in next week. Uh, episodes are going to be dropping every Tuesday morning as of right now. That is my tentative schedule, so you should get a nice new episode of The Protestant Libertarian every Tuesday when you turn on your phone. Thank you so much for listening to the first week, and we will see you next time. Thanks for Listening to this episode of the Protestant Libertarian Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out to me about suggestions for future shows, you can contact me at The Protestant at gmail.com. That's The Protestant at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.